Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello and welcome to The Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. The rules are simple. We can discuss as many of your movie ideas as we like, but only one can be taken through to the next stage, where passages from that film idea will be read at a government inquiry into the deep-rooted failings and mismanagement of the factory. I'm Joel, a man who puts the cane into Lee Kane, former comms director, and across from me is John Harris, a man who is so afraid of having his private messages leaked in a government inquiry that he writes to me in our own language that we've spent the last decade (laughs) developing. Hi, John. Guten hello morning. (laughs) They'd never crack that. (laughs) The finest minds at Bletchley Park (laughs) couldn't intercept that. Alan Turing turning in his grave. (laughs) <laughs> Unable to crack the code of Gusen Hello, Joel. <laughs> a decade, as I revealed in the intro, a decade we've spent. Imagine how bad the code was nine years ago. That's where we've got to in 10 years of developing our own language. Did you ever do like, I think I used to pretend to speak in my own language as a kid. I think it's quite a common thing that kids do, isn't it? Mm, I didn't, but I, I'm aware of it as a thing. You were too busy learning French, which is sort of made a silly made up language anyway, isn't it? <laughs> Oh dear. Should we do some film ideas? Let's do some film ideas. How about this one from Martin, The Boss Baby? It's a biopic focusing on the early years of Bruce Springsteen. Love it. Big fan. Also, Martin sent about eight different film ideas. It should be called Bruce Springs Child, am I right? Because. Martin sent about eight different ideas. Wow. Wow. (laughs) The shit you say on here that I laugh at. He sent a bunch of ideas all around babies when I announced that I had had my second baby. So big love to Martin. Ah, oh, well done, Martin. Yeah. So Bruce. So it's about baby Bruce Springsteen. So I assume he's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, much like Boss Baby. He's got his current voice, right? We don't want a baby. We want a baby. Yeah, it's voiced Bruce by Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Maybe the nurse. Maybe he starts singing about his experiences at nursery, and they become like massive sort of kids hits. People think that they want nursery rhymes, but actually they want sort of folk tales about the hard times in the nursery. John, I'm going to hit you with two songs here. Born to Run. Born in the (laughs) USA. (laughs) This man has been writing songs since he was straight out of the womb. (laughs) The other song, I'm a Little Baby. (laughs) 
<laughs> he came straight out of the womb and shouted, where am I? And someone said America. And he said, bone in the universe. <laughs> exactly. Good stuff. Hungry Heart is about his desire to breastfeed. <laughs> it's so obvious. The signs have always been there. Bruce Springsteen hasn't actually written a song beyond the age of about nine or ten, but he was a complete prodigy as a child. And he's just been playing the hits ever since. I can believe it. That is weird that his two biggest hits are both... I know. I thought, you know what? I've always thought that it's weird that they're they're both born. He should just. Are they definitely his two biggest hits? They are, aren't they? What? Dancing in the dark. Yeah, that's up there. But I think I would say those are his two biggest. I think if you went on Spotify, they'd be the top two. Yeah, um, probably right. Let's never check it. One of the weird things about Spotify is the top Beatles song is "Here Comes the Sun," which absolutely is not mm. their most famous song, but it is very good for summer playlists, which is why I think it is the biggest song on Spotify. Uh. I, I might that be wrong. Sense. How how do you feel about the fact that the the Beatles have new music coming out as we record this in two days? <laughs> I remember it must have been like a decade ago. Someone went on the X Factor or Pop Stars or whatever it was at the time, and it was like a, it was one of these comedy sort of people who was like completely out of their depth, and they claimed that they had written a new song with the Beatles thanks to technology, and it was like you know they were laughed out of the room by people, and now. Looks like he knew what he's talking about. And that man was Paul McCartney. <laughs> is that what it is? Is it with technology? I thought it was like they found no, yeah. So an old recording or something. It's an old recording, but a, like something about the fact that it was recorded in such a way as they couldn't sort of separate all the piece, all the bits, and there was like background noise and stuff. Oh, I see. And so they've used AI to sort of really separate all the bits, so you have the vocal and the piano. And they tried to do it in the nineties which is why they have George Harrison guitar parts already ready to cool. go. So, yeah, I mean, it is legitimately a song that is effectively new and has original performances from all of the Beatles in it. So it is a new Beatles song. It is a very odd sort of thing to, yeah. It's weird, right? And the big announcement is like, it's the last Beatles song, which is such a strange way of framing it because there hasn't been a Beatles song for ages. <laughs> <laughs> that's not. That's normally like when a band's like, this is our last tour, it's... Not because they haven't, when they haven't toured for 50 years. I feel weird about it. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's going to be a strange listen. Yeah. I think it's going to be weird. I, I've always, I always feel a bit weird about like post, um, I nearly said post hummus releases mm. then, which is when you make music in you, you, after having been to Greece. <laughs> You've had too much lunch and yeah. the, the food just is, the, the, the music's just a bit more sloppy because you've got, you know, you've had too much. It's sloppy. Yeah. yeah. It's also, I think it's weird that it's going to be a duet. It's effectively going to be a duet between like a John Lennon in his, what, 30s and a Paul McCartney in his 80s. That's what I find. Is yeah, odd. it's a bit like that Cat Stevens' Father and Son song. Yes. Right. Should we do Maybe. another film idea? What about this one from yeah, cool, Nathan? Little Dead Riding Hood. Great. So, wait. What's the whole... What's the thing... <coughs> Little Red Riding Hood. Let me get this straight. I, it's, very, it's easy to get Little Red Riding Hood mixed up with... It's the one where the wolf the, replaces the grandmother. Wolf replaces the grandmother. What if the It's not the one what's the one where the someone's eaten all the porridge? Goldilocks. Is that Little Red Riding Hood? Right. Those are the two that I always get confused. Yeah, I can see that. There's, but that's yeah. bear. Is that bears? Is there a wolf in Goldilocks? No, it's three bears. Mummy, Daddy, and ah, Child Bear. I think what if it is so because it's Little Dead Riding Hood, so she is dead. Mm-hmm. What if the wolf does successfully she doesn't realise the grandmother is actually the wolf and the wolf successfully eats her and then her undead form comes to take revenge on the wolf. Wow, okay. <laughs> but she accidentally kills her nan. 
Okay. No? Yeah, why, <laughs> why not? It's got, you know, did you ever see or hear about that film? I think it was Jeremy Renner and Gemma Arterton. It was called Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. It was this oh, yeah. Yes, I do remember that film. And they, it was like the story of them having grown up and yeah. they were now seeking like Van Helsing Esquire, like Buffy yeah. the Vampire Slate. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's sort yeah, of the, good. Little the red thing ri- that comes Little Red Riding Hood all grown up. Yeah. Big Red Riding Hood. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think that's... I, Nathan, I think about 15 years, maybe 10 years ago, we could have got that one made. That could have been, that could have been like an, a, a, a nursery rhyme extended universe. Yeah. Mm. I think it was before the sort of big... Although it was Jeremy Renner, he was in the MCU at the time, so it was definitely happening. But it was, I think it was before everyone sort of went nuts and thought everything had to be a connected IP universe. I, I'm sad that the monster, the dark <laughs> world one never popped yeah? off. Yeah? You think about yeah. that most nights? I think about it all the time. Wasn't that we're going to make a mummy film, mm-hmm. a Frankenstein film, one about the invisible man, and then like really quickly running out of ideas. So they... Made the mummy with Tom Cruise. They made the mummy, and Sophia yeah. Sophia yeah. Batella. And then it was going to be like Jekyll and Hyde is Russell Crowe, but he's also in the mummy movie. And then mm-hmm. Javier Bardem was going to be the Wolfman and Johnny Depp was going to be Mr. Mr. Invisible. That's, that's, yes. that's, that's not what he's called. That's the superhero. Uh, the Invisible Man. Um, yeah, and then yeah. just bombed. And most of those guys in that film, oh man, what's it called? It's got an invisible fella in it. And oh yeah, Sean yeah, yeah. Connery. Yeah, the League of Well, Ex- you know what I'm talking about. The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. The League Gentlemen. of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I was really into that film as a kid. So, well, I mean, it's a it's like famously a terrible movie and it's what caused Sean Connery to Is never it? make a film again. He hated the experience oh. so much he never made a film again. It ha- on Rotten Tomatoes it has an approval rating of 17%. I thought I enjoyed that <laughs> as a kid. I think you might have. It's got like wacky cars and weird sort of fantasy creatures, but uh you know, critically it was panned and it didn't do very well. It was just after like the X-Men film had started. So they were that was definitely like their idea was like, "Oh, let's comic books are big because it's based on a what Mark Miller or Garth Ennis or one of the big sort of comic book writers books. Alan Moore. Alan Moore, apologies. The, th- the third one of the big comic book writers. One thing I know about that film that is quite funny is the reason, like part of the reason why they thought it was genius to do something like that is these guys are all out of IP. They are, they're free license, right? So you don't have to pay for the usage yeah. and the rights with exception of the invisible man. So <laughs> he is an invisible man, not the invisible man in that film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it says here, you've got Captain Nemo, Mina Harker, and Invisible Thief, Rodney Skinner. <laughs> Invisible guy. Invisible. <laughs> Translucent Tom. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Opaque Ollie. Oh, I didn't know that. That's great. I'm going to rewatch this film. Please do and let us know what you think. I'm going to give it 100% of Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> and I'm going to turn the tide back in favour of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Joel's going to spend the next five years getting proper critic credentials, working his way up the ladder so that he can be a verified <laughs> critic of Rotten Tomatoes. I'm going to do an internship at Empire. Tomatoes. I'm going to work for free at Empire for a year and then I'm going to move on. I'm going to work. I'm going to get a tiny little thing published in Little White Lies. I'm going to slowly but surely using my very, very, very small contacts, but work my way into the film industry. And then I'll write my masterpiece, a 5,000 word <laughs> retrospective on the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. And I will turn the tide. I will host a screening at the Prince Charles Cinema with whoever's left from the cast. I mean, I think, John, looking at the cast, it wasn't just Sean Connery who vowed never to make a film ever again after this came out. Or maybe Hollywood vowed to never let any of them make a film after it came out. But I will 
I will change that for good. And then I'll fund the lead of Extraordinary Gentleman <laughs> too. I I can't wait to see what other characters there you go. with our with our takings from the Dream Factory podcast. We've been saying what do we want to do with the two hundred million dollars that we've made. <laughs> creating the dream factory podcast and i think this might be it the ultimate vanity project what about this one from tony a quiet place fart two try to avoid okay. monsters while suffering from trapped wind with no rennies they didn't focus too much on ibs sufferers in a quiet place because they? they'd all gone or like people with tourettes i think you're doomed really aren't you if you if you if there, there are involuntary noises coming out of you a quiet place is game over one thing people I've- with wooden legs yeah. Hey, look. <laughs> Pirates with wooden legs. Look, here's the three groups they didn't look at in a quiet place. <laughs> people with IBS that fart all the time, people with Tourette's, and pirates with wooden legs. The thing is, I would, I would, I would, I would absolutely love to see a pirate with a, <laughs> a wooden leg being chased in a quiet place. Three. Well, you know, like like Predator, they did that film Prey, where it's based in sort of indigenous America. Why you not? You want to see them versus the pirates? Well, yeah. Why not? Yeah, why not? Could they could they swim? Could they swim in the film, or is that? I thought like that was maybe one of the things they couldn't do. So that's it. The pirates. Yeah, I think there's a scene in a quiet place too on a dock. Yeah. The the pirates come to land after a long time out at sea, and the entire like world has been decimated, and they have to sort mm-hmm. of work out what happened whilst being quiet. But they yar so much, and those pirates—they're <laughs> always yarring. It's ridiculous. <laughs> they're in real trouble. They're in real trouble. Okay, so you are, you're, it's a quiet place and you're farting all the time. I guess if you were in a, if you were in a group setting in a quiet place and one of your party couldn't stop farting, would, <laughs> what would you do? Would you sacrifice oh, them? Oh, absolutely. Kick them straight out. Yeah, kick them out. Yeah, yeah. There has to be some sort of test, wouldn't there? Like you get them to eat beans on toast. <laughs> there has to be some sort of initiation ceremony. So I, for me, it's not like I involuntary body sounds. It would be within about ten minutes, I'd be gone because at some point I'd have to get off a chair and I'd go. Oh, I make so many noises (laughs) all the time, all the time. I make so many noises. Anything, I yeah, I'd be in real trouble. So really, you're sort of culling anyone over the age of thirty in a quiet place, aren't you? What about sneezes? Do they do they cover that in the film? Allergies. They don't cover allergies. I've got a big dad sneeze now. Real big dad sneeze energy. Oh really? Oh yeah. I one of those sneezes that can be heard from miles around. I milk it for all it's worth. I hope I'm not betraying any confidence here, but <laughs> I my dad has got a powerful snore. Oh, they yeah. didn't cover snorers in a quiet place. That and that's one where you're, com- you're asleep, so you're completely out of control. I once I used to work behind a bar and I once got home at sort of three, four in the morning and my parents bedroom window was open and i could hear my dad snoring from the street that is nuts that is outrageous isn't it he's got that he's is absolutely gone. outrageous throw him to the monsters <laughs> there's not a hope in hell i honestly i have so much respect for anyone who is the partner of a big snorer that is quite impressive yeah. how do you deal with it okay how about this one from aussie bob james bond sold sold an eye he <laughs> He sold an eye. He's One of his eyes. Sold an eye. So he's... Right. Why, why? Bond has never missed, right? Every shot he's taken, perfect. It's... Mm-hmm. It, you know, he, he works in these world in this sort of world of espionage and stuff with these sort of incredibly rich, you know, terrorist types. The, the sort of... They're not terrorist types. What are they called? They're just nef- nefarious bad guys, right? Bidding and mm-hmm. buying stuff. That's sort of the world he's in. And for some... 
he maybe he doesn't sell the eye. Maybe it's taken from him and sold. I was I was going to say that maybe he gets captured, and his eye gets sold to a. They're building the ultimate villain. Yes. And they think let's stick in Bonsai because he's got such great aim. Bonsai also the uh, you also win win because you're reducing his depth perception, so he's going to be in yeah. trouble now. Those big chases. <laughs> he went out far and actually, his way. You know that bit at the start of James Bond where it's just a circle in the middle of the screen? That's what it would look like all the time. <laughs> I thought it was going to be at the end they do it. Because um, at the end of Casino Royale, it doesn't happen till the very end of the film, I believe. I, I, I seem to remember. Mm. And so he does it at the end of the film after his eye's gone and he sort of just misses and there's no blood. No blood comes down. Just like maybe a <laughs> <bit of> shattered glass. <laughs> that would be good. Okay, I'm into it. James, we're kind of incapacitating James Bond as much as possible until he and there's also there's that line there's a line that I hate so much in Casino Royale where he is recovering from having been tortured and is it Vesper? That sounds right. His love interest? Yeah. She, he says something about being incapacitated and she says I would love you even if you were just your little finger and he says that's because you know what I can do with my little finger <laughs> which is just the most ridiculous That's, line, line in the film. It's like the Bond version of Would You Love Me If I Was a Worm? It, it is, isn't it? <laughs> Would you love me if I was a little finger? Anyway, what I'm thinking is, James Bond sold an eye. At what point is he no longer effective as an international man of mystery? How many body parts do we need to remove from James Bond? Like, Could he be a, an effective operative if he was just a little finger? <laughs> <laughs> well, he'd be able to get into places easier. He would get a crawl around into places pretty easily, wouldn't he? I'd watch it. Yeah. On the subject of Aussie Bob, listener, I would like for you all to give us a nickname. I want, I want everyone to have a nickname because we've always given everyone their first names, which is fine because we don't have enough listeners to have more than one person with the same name. But you know, no. But whenever they, whenever a listener comes around with the same name, if they've got the name of an already established listener, John will send them a quite aggressive email to tell them to stop <laughs> listening. <laughs> Or change their name by Deep Pole. It's not complicated. Or change their name by Deep Pole, yeah. And that has happened on a couple of occasions. We're very grateful. <laughs> but nicknames is good. Yeah. Just give us a little window into your life. I mean, there is nothing There is nothing less cool than giving yourself a nickname. Yeah, but this podcast isn't cool, so it's fine. Let's just embrace oh, it. Oh, yeah. We're not cool. Let's just we're embrace cool. it. Or maybe you could give us like one or two details about yourself and we can give you all a nickname. Oh, I like that. We can choose your nickname. So, you know, next time you send in a movie suggestion, just put in brackets two details about yourself. Like, I love toast and I own three hats. Toasty Tom. And then we're going to call you Toasty Three Hats, right? <laughs> That's how, I'm just quick like that, you know? I'm really, I'm pretty on the button. It's not going to take me too long to come up with a nickname like Toasty Three Hats, let me tell you. <laughs> we're not even using their real name anymore. In the nickname, it's literally... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Let's make it completely impenetrable to a new listener. I've got, yeah, got one here, John, from... To We've got an introduction that I am, I maintain does not explain what the podcast is at all. Every time I read the introduction, I think, this is just a collection of words that it makes does. no sense. And then we'll go straight into... Oh, hi, John. Yeah, Toasty Three Hats has sent us, I don't know, Tits Follows, and it's about a scary boob that follows people around. Uh, great. Uh, I'm a new listener. I'm switching off. I haven't got a fucking clue who these two people are. I don't know what they're talking about. And they've had an email from Toasty Three Hats. It's absolute garbage. It makes no sense. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. So, uh, anyway, John, <laughs> would you like a film idea from me? Yes. It's Tit Follow. <laughs> um, no, that is better than the one I've come up with. It's just a big scary boob. It's always, always coming, coming for you. Americano Psycho, it's a barista serial killer. Very good. Big fan. Thanks, man. I think it's people that are, you know, you've got people that are very rude to their baristas or they have very specific orders. There's quite a big thing online of people that work in Starbucks posting images of like the most reprehensible. Have you seen this? No, so but in I- Starbucks, 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 you can basically order any combination of anything on the menu that you want. Yeah. And you know, when you get a Starbucks, you have a little printout with your name and it will say your coffee. Well, if you go, you know, if you order a complicated coffee, that sticker just gets bigger and bigger and yeah, bigger yeah. and bigger. And so there's a thing online of people posting like these drinks that are just so far removed from what you would understand to be a coffee, you know, like 40, a combination of 15 different shots of syrup, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I think this film is about a barista driven unhinged by people that make these coffee orders and are very demanding and they follow them home and uh, murder them. And I think it would hold up in a court of law. I think... There should be some sort of like, their calling card is like a coffee bean or something. Nice. That's good. Uh, but I know what you're talking about. Like, on, I see it on like TikTok and stuff where these people are like, here's how you make the special rainbow matcher. The special re- blue unicorn thing. And it looks a- a- outrageous. It's awful. Yeah. It, not only does it sound disgusting, it, it does feel like a real dick move to just order a coffee. I feel embarrassed asking for like decaf. Oh, John, if I'm outside of. London Zone Three. I get. I have to ask for alternative milks in the most hushed tones. Yeah, yeah. Do you have any? You know. Have you got any? What? Come here! Come here! Come here! Come here! Come here! Yeah, I don't like it. Would you like my movie idea, Joel? I would actually. Yeah, that'd be a nice idea. Picture this: it's a horror film. We join our Mm -hmm. protagonist on payday week, but without any (sighs) food left in his cupboard, save for one haunted box of cereal. Five nights of shreddies. Hey, that's great. That's really good. Well done. Well Thank done. You. There you go. Five nights of shreddies. So he's having to, every time he eats the shreddies, something awful happens, but that is the only food available. Yes. Uh, mm, yeah. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. 
yeah so something really bad happens and it has to be like clearly signposted that these are haunted shreddies from the start because we've only got five days to establish this yeah it's just on the box i don't know why he's bought them in the first place <laughs> he got them in the discount aisle all right leave it yeah, had the they yellow were discounted. sticker fair enough fair enough they had the yellow sticker on i mean he thought it was just some sort of gimmick so the box says haunted shreddies mm. you eat these and something terrible will happen <laughs> and he thinks it's like a fun halloween gimmick and so he has a bowl what night one has a bowl and you know awful things happen in the night but you i don't know if you would until like the third night maybe i'm not sure you would think it's actually the shreddies out to get me true that sort of reminds me weirdly of like the idea of thinking it's a gimmick but it actually being real like lots of the houses near where i live have all decorated for halloween and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. quite a few of them it's just like stuff that says keep out and then it has like police tape and stuff and i just think kids could go up to that door and they'll be like i couldn't have made it more clear go away like i've said yeah. keep out <laughs> there's been a murder in this house <laughs> what are you doing i am um... I like it. I like it a lot. I am so far removed from the zeitgeist that is Five Nights at Freddy's. I've got absolutely no idea what's going on there. It's some sort of horror video game. Yeah. And they've made a spin-off film. And I'm seeing clips online of children in the screenings, like losing their minds and screaming. And apparently there's a cameo from a YouTuber where he says the thing that he says on YouTube. And I've seen videos of kids like losing their shit. <laughs> it's like Avengers Endgame. Yeah. 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 Uh, just looks reprehensible. So is it like a is it like a twelve A one? Is it like kid friendly or it's a fifteen in the UK, oh, okay. I think. I think maybe it's like is it PG thirteen? Is that a rating? Yeah. In the US? I think that's that might be what it what it is. Uh-huh. Yeah, I just know that animatronics, a horror game, I really don't know much about that universe, but it's doing no. very ho- It's no League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, that's what I'll tell you that much. <laughs> right, let's pick a winner, Joe. Oh, okay. I what did I like? I think, John, you deserve to take home the crown this week for five nights at Shreddies. Oh, thank you. It was Five Nights of Shreddies, but yeah. (laughs) Oh, all right. Fuck's sake. Anyway, we need to go because there is someone coming to hunt me down armed with a boiling hot coffee for my order of a four hazelnut pump mocha latte triple shot. That's rubbish humour. It's rubbish humour. Taking the mick out of coffee orders. It's bad humour. Hi, John. <laughs> well Hello, done. mate. How are we doing? I'm okay, thanks. Yeah, I'm doing pretty well. Um, well done on your performance in the podcast today. I thought Thank you did you. very well. I think you did wonderfully too, Joe. I you? thought you helped keep the ship afloat. What have you been up to? Have you got any highlights for me culturally? I've got four podcasts. That's that's what paternity leave has done to oh me, just God. constant podcast listening. Is that because you never want to hear your child crying because <laughs> you've got headphones in at all times? That's closer to the truth. You've got no idea what's going on in your house. That's closer <laughs> to the truth than I care to admit right now. Um, <laughs> first up is, uh, you. Pro- these aren't, I mean, these are big, these are big podcasts. I so see you're probably aware of them. So Ghost Story, mm-hmm. which is by Wondery. It is like, oh yeah, yeah. unbelievable. I just started, do you know what? Just before we started recording, I've, I just started listening to episode one. It's brilliant. Like, it's so good that I got Wondery Plus to finish it ahead of time oh my god so um oh my god it is so it's it's like such good storytelling like the way they sort of eke out the information by each episode and sort of tease them it's just a masterclass for one of a less pretentious sort of phrase and so then whilst i was on wondry i noticed that they have got the new will smith podcast class of 88 um which is oh. about which so it's will will smith hosted music by jazzy jeff it's all about the sort What's- of 
Yeah, it's all about the year 1988 and how that is a pivotal year in hip-hop history, Joel. You personally will love it. Oh, my God. It's this sounds like, great. Yeah, it's like, you know, Queen Latifah, Run DMC, all of it. It's just amazing, amazing podcast. How, how have I missed this? I'm going to give that a listen. My awesome. third one is Dr. Anti-Vax, which is the new tortoise one about Andrew Wakefield, who's yep. basically the king of the anti-vax movement in the UK mm-hmm. and US. And then the last one is uh, The Wedding Scammer, which is a Ringer-produced podcast about a con artist and his various guises. Less heavy than the other ones, but, well, actually, I mean, Class of 88 is not heavy, but really sort of addictive listening. All I would recommend, I would say that Ghost Story is like a must-listen. If you're into podcasts, check out Ghost Story. It's so good. Awesome. There you go. Amazing. Anything from your end, Joe? I watched the Netflix show Bodies. Oh, yeah? I really, really enjoyed the Netflix show Bodies. It's a sci-fi show about four detectives in different time periods finding the same body on the same street in London. Love that um, premise. And how how and why that's happened. And yeah, it's fucking great. I think Stephen Graham's just having a really fun time. And I like to see Stephen Graham having a really fun time because I do worry about how (laughs) demanding his life is in terms of acting. And also, I want to watch and consume everything Stephen Graham's ever in. He's but that could lead you to have that could lead you to, into pits of despair like, i remember when you know the show that you did the virtues no but a few I years back it. i remember i couldn't i couldn't watch it like i found it so upsetting and so depressing and so harrowing i couldn't finish it and so you know this is a great entry point for a sensitive soul like me to make sure that i get enough stephen graham time because he is fucking amazing and it's really good it's really good and i like ate it in like two days two sittings it's great also um while we're while we're talking about things you've watched we should i want to tell it from my perspective joel texted me to say i'm just about to watch killers of the flower moon so i'll have something martin scorsese films killers of the flower moon <laughs> oh so no I'll have, I'll i'm not allowed this is not right this is gonna i'm in trouble for having this opinion so i'm just gonna watch that so i'll have something to talk about in the podcast and then he texted me 14 hours later saying it was a bit long <laughs> i didn't realize it was that long yeah well yeah it, it's 14 hours long i didn't realize either no i will say look i watched it on the day it came out and hadn't really read any of the reaction to it yet everyone else thinks it's the greatest masterpiece ever they think it's scorsese's best work in a very 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 long time i thought it was incredible but i genuinely think it's an hour too long i've heard multiple reviews that say it's slow to start off with apparently the like last hour's very pacey but the first hour's quite plodding is that is yeah. that right is that, is that the i pace? don't know i think i was i i would say i found a lot of the courtroom stuff in the last hour just like a bit unnecessary um i don't know i look who am i to question scorsese's judgment and if every few years scorsese gets to make a three plus hour long film that's good and we should enjoy that for as long as that continues <laughs> but i did find it a little bit long and there's now a whole, there's like a beef now between the distributor and cinemas. Have you seen this? Because cinemas have introduced intermissions and they're like some of the cinema chains are getting sued for putting an intermission in the middle of the film. I feel it's like, crazy. I, f- I feel like Martin Scorsese films or just Martin Scorsese in general really like courts controversy by not doing a lot. So like he has mm. a couple of opinions about Marvel films and everyone loses their minds. And now like some cinemas have put an intermission in and have an, in- have an intermission is fine. Yeah, it's all right, lads. It's good. Don't worry about it. We're going to start putting an intermission in this podcast. (laughs) What, 15 minutes? 15 minute intermission, yeah, so you can go and have a wee. Because you don't want to have a wee while we're still talking to you. Also, I would say 
I'd say once you've had 15 minutes of us, that's probably enough for the day. So then yeah. check out the second half the next day. That's not a bad plan. Right. Same time next week. I did like Killers of the Flower Boot. Before anyone <laughs> thinks I've got thicker pig, I don't want this podcast to be a podcast where I've praised the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen <laughs> and slagged off Killers of the Flower Moon. I want to get that on the record now. Bye. Thanks. See you next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Send the guys a movie idea. Tell your friends that you like the show. Follow us on social media. Then you'll be the best listener.